This former Penn State linebacker could be coaching in the Big Ten next season. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I am your host, Zach Seiko. In today's episode, we are going to talk about, yes, the former Penn State linebacker that could in fact be coaching at a school that rivals Penn State next season. Talk about some news from Jim Harbaugh's press conference, his thoughts on Penn State leading up to the game on Saturday, and some other relevant Penn State football news. And finish up with Penn State men's basketball. The Nittany Lions get the season started in November. It's not that far away, less than 30 days. The Big Ten media put out their preseason expectations for the year, and Penn State men's basketball is, I'll tell you in the final segment, where they are expected to finish in the standings, according to the Big Ten media. The news yesterday that broke out of the Carolina Panthers, former State College High School and Penn State linebacker Matt Rule was fired by the Panthers after a 1-4 start. He's leaving behind the team with an 11-27 record that is a .289 winning percentage. Rule, what he's best known for is turning teams around, but collegiate programs not necessarily NFL teams the Panthers took a chance on him and they didn't get the same result because in the press release they said that Rule generally turned his college teams at Temple and Baylor around in his third season but that bounce hadn't happened here so far that is directly from the Panthers press release but Matt Rule worked his way up to be the head coach at Temple from 2013 to 2016 where he went 28 and 23 then he moved on to the Bears of Baylor and we know the turmoil that they were in, the the sanctions, the scandal. Art Bryles had left that program in shambles. And Matt Rule said, you know what? I can build this from the ground up. They went 1-11 in his first season in 2017, then 7-6, and, and then 11-3. And, and then that is how he got the Carolina Panthers job because Carolina said, well, if you can turn programs like Temple and Baylor around, what can you do for us? And it is a different kind of animal at the next level. How often do we see college coaches go right into the NFL and make a lot of success out of nothing? They don't. Pete Carroll had a failed stint. Nick Saban had a failed stint. Urban Meyer, now his is probably the most laughable of all of them. Uh, Saban and Carroll did okay. And, and, well, Pete Carroll's uh, back with the Seahawks. Yeah, exactly. He went into the pros didn't do well, went back to USC, and then came back to the pros. So maybe that's in the cards for Matt Rule down the road. Of course, you want to wish him nothing but the best because he played for Penn State from 1994 to 1997, walked on as a linebacker. He's from the area, State College, Pennsylvania, and then was a volunteer on the 1998 staff under Joe Paterno. Uh, So... My hat is off to him because I think he's done incredibly well as a head coach. Uh, Just it didn't work out with the Carolina Panthers. Now, Matt Rule's overall records at Temple and Baylor don't sound that good. At Temple, 28 and 23. At Baylor, 19 and 20. Why did the Carolina Panthers want him so badly? Why was it because of the way that he was able to turn programs around? 1 and 11 at Baylor to 11 and 3 by year three. He didn't see that same success with the Panthers, but that is why they gave him a seven-year, $62 million contract. And Matt Rule was very close to taking the New York Giants job. Like, it wasn't just the Carolina Panthers. There were multiple NFL teams in that cycle that really wanted him. 
I think the biggest issue for Matt Rule was the fact that, yes, he had to go from coaching 18 to 22-year-olds to grown adult men. That's really what it boiled down to. And then the next part of it was he never had a good quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, a shell of himself, Cam Newton. Like that, that was hard to overcome. They never got Matt Stafford in. They tried to trade for Deshaun Watson. And we know what Deshaun Watson has done off the field. His talent is obviously unquestionable, but his character definitely is. And his character should be shamed. But at the end of the day, Matt Rule never got a capable quarterback on that team. And it ultimately led to his downfall because you don't have the success, you lose the locker room, and the writing was on the wall. So why is this relevant to Penn State? Well, first, I'll give my two cents about Matt Rule. This is who I would want as the head coach of Penn State if James Franklin wasn't here. If James Franklin were fired or had taken another position like he was rumored to before his brand new contract... Matt Rule would be the next guy that I would want because he's from State College. He went to Penn State. I mean, he just screams bloom white. But that's the way James Franklin is. And James Franklin's from East Stroudsburg, but he's a Pennsylvania guy. He's a Penn State guy. I want somebody that is always going to have Penn State first and last through thick and thin no matter what. And both of those guys do that. James Franklin's the preference But in a world where James Franklin isn't Penn State's head coach, and I don't want to see that world, Matt Rule would honestly be my second choice. That's just the fact of the matter. He knows how to revitalize programs, and he could be in line to come to the Big Ten. How do we know that already? Well, we technically don't. Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports says that Nebraska and Wisconsin should be on the short list for Matt Rule, like, he is going to be sought after in the offseason. Now, he's still owed $40 million plus from the Carolina Panthers. He's getting paid basically to not coach them, so he might want to say, you know what, I'm going to take a year and step back. He does have a family. He has a wife and kids. He might say, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little bit of a break here. But if he doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at Nebraska. I think Wisconsin's a stretch. I really do think they like interim head coach Jim Leonard. He was the defensive coordinator before they fired Paul Christ. But I think that Matt Rule will land at Nebraska. That is my prediction. Auburn and Georgia Tech have come up, but I don't know that Matt Rule would want either of those jobs, especially in the case of an Auburn where we have seen the SEC time and time again. Uh, let's take the case of Mississippi State, who let go of Joe Moorhead just after a couple of seasons You have Brian Harson, who's on the hot seat after two seasons. So the expectations are very tough. I could see Matt Rule going to a place like Nebraska that will give you a chance, that will give you four, five, six years. Carolina took that chance. It just didn't work. The NFL is a lot different than college football. Matt Rule is a recruiter. You can't recruit in the NFL. It's all about dollar signs. And yeah, there's NFL and college sports now, but still at the end of the day, You have every single player is a free agent and you have to be able to recruit them. There's strategy and drafting and building the right team in the NFL. And it just wasn't right for Matt Rule. But I don't want him in the Big Ten. Yes, he would be in the Big Ten West hypothetically if he took the Nebraska or the Wisconsin job. That would be temporary because I think the Big Ten is going to do away with divisions very soon. I mean, it's the Big Ten East, whether it's Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, or Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, whatever those top three are, the Big Ten East, 
the top four teams out of the East are better than the top team out of the Big Ten West every single time. I guarantee you that the fourth place finisher, which will probably be Maryland, will beat whatever the Big Ten West spits out at the end of the season. Matt Rule, what I'm getting at is what he would dominate the division. Okay. He would dominate the West division once he finally gets things going for Nebraska. I mean, that would be a home run higher for them. I also don't want to see Matt Rule in the Big Ten because he would actively recruit on the eastern side of the country. I mean, he brought in recruits to Temple. He knows the area very well. He would be actively recruiting against Penn State, and I'm not saying that he would win every battle, but to flip a guy or two from high school or even the transfer portal, that does sting. And Penn State would at least feel some of that. He's a Big Ten football guy. I think he would turn Nebraska around no problem. I just don't think he will go to Wisconsin, but maybe they do want him that badly and they let Jim Leonard go. But Jim Leonard's been one of those up-and-coming head coaching prospects. I think Wisconsin will take a chance on him, especially with the way that they performed against Northwestern this past Saturday. This is Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Zach Seiko, and we return Jim Harbaugh's thoughts. What does the enemy think? about Penn State and some other news around the Nittany Lions. And later on in the show, we will finish up with Penn State men's basketball and their expectations for the 2022-23 Big Ten season. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. I use Upside at the gas station. It's super easy to use. It is not too good to be true. It works. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. This is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I am your host, Zach Seiko. Jim Harbaugh, what does he think about the Nittany Lions? Uh, Answered two questions about Penn State actually in his press conference yesterday. On the challenge Penn State presents, Jim Harbaugh said, they're just always good, always prepared, always ready. They always win a lot of games. They're tough, physical, and a sound football team, and exceptional in many areas. I like coach speak. It's pretty high praise from Jim Harbaugh. I played quarterback at Michigan, played quarterback in the NFL. He's coached now in college and at the highest level with the San Francisco 49ers. So that's very high praise. In the past 10 games, Penn State and Michigan are 5-5 five and five against each other. Like, this series is pretty dead even. Michigan won last year 21-17, and we saw how good the Wolverines were. They ended up being the number two team in the country at the end of the regular season. Sure, Georgia beat the heck out of them, but to make the college football playoff, you'd like to see Penn State do that. And I, and I think that was just a one-off for Michigan. I do not see them as a playoff team this year, and I think Penn State will... Prove that to the world on Saturday. Uh, This is what Jim Harbaugh had to say on if Penn State has a big game feel. It's a big, big, big game. If anybody was watching football yesterday on television, the pro games, seems like every commercial break there was an advertisement for the Penn State 
Michigan game. So if anybody wasn't realizing this was a big game, there was constant reminders yesterday. Okay, so he must have been watching a Fox a Fox NFL football game because that is where the game is going to be televised. It is a big noon game. Big noon is going to be there, preview the game. That's going to be the first time that Penn State has the big noon team set up for a pregame. Now it is on the road, and I fully anticipate that Fox is going to be here Saturday, October 29th for the Ohio State game. That's just me. The way that Penn State has set up the schedule, and I said this in yesterday's episode, so go check it out in case you missed it. Uh, Penn State had Minnesota as the whiteout as opposed to Ohio State. They want the whiteout in prime time. And the way that games are selected, the networks decide when kickoffs are. The school doesn't. The networks do. And why was Minnesota a 7.30 game in prime time? Because... Now we know this has been confirmed yesterday. ABC is going to pick up the Penn State-Minnesota game. So Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet will call the game on TV. It's a 7.30 kick, but it is now official. I think that Fox will take the Penn State-Ohio State game, and you will see big noon in Happy Valley. But back to Jim Harbaugh's quote, of course it's a big game, mostly because it's a battle of two top 10 teams. Alabama and Tennessee play this week. Tennessee very well should be a top five team. I've been impressed with the way that they performed. But when you have two top 10 teams meet in conference like this, of course it's a big deal. I anticipate this one to be really close. That was really all that was said. Of course, the Michigan media wanted to know about some players, the thoughts on the Michigan-Indiana games, but specifically about Penn State. Those were the only notable quotes from Jim Harbaugh. And on the Penn State football recruiting front, Class of 2023 guard Anthony Donko has been bumped up to a four-star. He was a three-star originally. This is from 24-7 Sports. And he is the number 17 interior offensive lineman and the number seven recruit out of the state of Virginia. The way that Penn State does its recruiting, and, and James Franklin and his staff are really good at this, they can find the diamond in the rough. They are good at finding those players that Not all the programs are in on guys that are being missed. They know how to scout and and show love early on in the recruiting cycle. Let's take Drew Aller, for example. Drew Aller was a four-star and was not the top quarterback in the class of 2022. Mike Yersich, James Franklin, went out, scouted the kid, recruited him early and often. Ohio State came in last second and said, yeah, we'll, we'll offer you. And Drew was like, I'm, I'm committed to Penn State because Penn State got ahead. They jumped on the train early, and they do that a lot with recruits. And it's a shame because some of the guys that do commit early on, they start getting recognized by bigger programs, and then they flip. It does stink, but Penn State is really good at that. But the guys who are loyal and stay committed, like an Anthony Donko, he's getting the recognition he deserves at the high school level. And this is a Penn State class that has more than just one offensive lineman. They have Alex Birchmeyer, who is also out of Virginia. He's the number one interior offensive line recruit, according to 24-7 Sports. Javen Williams, who is putting highlight reel after highlight reel together of him just pancaking any defender he finds. He will be a solid tackle. They could even slide him into guard if they really wanted to. But currently playing tackle for why I'm missing. It's about time that Penn State really bulks up the offensive line. This will take some time. These guys are going to come in as freshmen in 2023. 
and some of them will sit in redshirt. I fully expect Williams and Birchmeyer to be in the fold as maybe second stringers right out of the gate, especially if they enroll early. And Donko could be in that exception as well. He was underrated to begin with, and now he's getting the respect he's earned. With that being said, Penn State has the number 12 class in the 2023 rankings. Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame are the top three. Ohio State is number four in the country, which means that Penn State is second in the Big Ten. And Penn State was at the top of the 2023 rankings. Like I said, it goes back to that James Franklin and the staff like to recruit early and often, meet the players, be friendly with them, and then establish that bond, that connection, and that's the way that they like to recruit, and it works for them. So I think Penn State could ultimately move up because they do have some scholarships still available. They might try to flip some guys. National Signing Day is not too far away. It's early December, but they are going to have a close that is either in the top 10 or right around there at 11 or 12 when all said and done. Up next on this Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, we discuss Penn State men's basketball tip-off. For the Nittany Lions is Monday, November 7th, when they take on Winthrop. That's 27 days away. But the media doesn't expect Penn State to be all that competitive this season. The Big Ten media, that is. Where do they expect the Nittany Lions to finish? And I will give you my impression of the team as it stands right now. This is Locked On Nittany Lions. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments where we highlight the most exciting play from the recent Penn State game or throughout the history of our alma mater. This week's thrilling moment for the Nittany Lions is from the Penn State field hockey team. Last Friday, Sophia Gladio scored the game-winning goal in overtime to defeat the number 4 Iowa Hawkeyes at home. The segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. This is Locked On Nittany Lions, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Seiko. Let's talk some Penn State men's basketball in our final segment. The Nittany Lions are opening up the season against Winthrop on Monday, November 7th in the Bryce Jordan Center. But the Big Ten media does not have high hopes for the Nittany Lions. 11th. That's where they put them. 11th in the standings. Now, they did vote. Guard Jalen Pickett, he's been named to the preseason All-Big Ten team. He was one of the others receiving votes, but he is a part of the team. But the Big Ten media is selling Penn State short under Micah Shrewsbury in his second year. Honestly, I think this team is going to be better than anticipated. Do they win the Big Ten? No, but I think they will finish a little bit higher than 11th, maybe 7th or 8th, and that's considerable given how good the Big Ten is with the 14 teams. So this is what the Big Ten media put together, and there were some surprises for me as I continue to look across the Big Ten like this. Indiana was number one, followed by Illinois, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Ohio State, Iowa, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Maryland, your Penn State and Nittany Lions, Minnesota, Northwestern, and Nebraska. Okay, so I'm glad we agree. Penn State is definitely better than Minnesota, Northwestern, and Nebraska, but I think they're better than Iowa, if I'm being honest. Iowa can score the basketball, sure, but they lost their best player in Keegan Murray. Rutgers lost a lot of talent as well, and I think they're better than Wisconsin. I get why the Big Ten media doesn't think Penn State will do all that well in the conference. No, I really do. John Harris not back, an icon for Penn State men's basketball. 
best all-around player. Offensively, he was a threat in the paint. And Penn State's really never been that big. But Harris not there to grab your rebounds anymore. I, I will tell you who is going to make an instant impact for Penn State this year on the glass and in the paint, and that's Kevin I, the true freshman. Him and Jamil Brown coming in for Penn State adds a different dynamic. And we've seen that basketball, both men's and women's, you can be an instant impact player as a freshman. We're seeing that for Penn State football, but it's not typical that you see freshmen come in right away and play at the high level that veteran players in collegiate sports do. But in basketball particularly, you see a lot of freshman one and dones. Kevin I and Jameel Brown may not necessarily be that, but they will make an instant impact right away. I fully expect Kevin I to start at center for Penn State, mostly because he is the tallest guy on the roster, but his talent will definitely make him a high-caliber player for Penn State all season long. Jameel Brown, with how good Penn State is at the guard position, think about it, Jalen Pickett, named to the Big Ten all-preseason team, Dalian Johnson comes back. You have Miles Dredd who can shoot. Like, you are very strong at that guard position. Not everybody could start. But in basketball, it's all about minutes. Jameel Brown will be the sixth man. He'll be the guy off the bench, and I think he'll get around 25 to 30 minutes, definitely by the end of the season, if not sooner. Because when you ask Micah Shrewsbury and this coaching staff about any one of these guys, Jameel Brown and Kevin I. Like James Franklin, when talking about Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen, Micah Shrewsbury lights up. He has nothing but positive things to say about Brown and Nye. But Penn State's being sold short by the Big Ten media. That's okay. Let them play the underdog mentality. Micah Shrewsbury's in his second year. I think the team takes off because you have those guys back. You have a Jalen Pickett. You have a Miles Dredd back. Veterans that are now complemented by the youngsters who will take some time to learn. But I think by the end of the season... This will be a well-rounded group with depth at key positions. You finally get a little bigger in the front court with a guy like Kevin I, because that's always been Penn State's problem, as they struggle in the front court because they don't have the depth to be able to out-rebound or out-body any of the opponents. They're going to go fast this year. I'm going to say this right now about this Penn State team. They were they slowed down the pace. They, they wanted every game to be 50 points max for either team and that's not going to happen this year. They have the speed. They have the capability to run the floor and score a bunch of points. So don't be surprised when Penn State basketball games go into the 80s and 90s pretty frequently this season. I'm going to say that right now. You're going to see that throughout the winter. Micah Shrewsbury wants to run with the basketball. And this team is capable of that with all of the guys they have in the backcourt. Here's what else the Big Ten media had to say. So they nominated Hunter Dickinson, the Michigan center as the player of the year, and then Trace Jackson Davis, member of the Indiana team. He was second, but it was Dixon by a landslide, and then Jackson Davis. Indiana could be really good. I mean, they were voted as the number one team in the preseason poll. Indiana's Jalen hood Shafino, he's a five-star combo guard, was named the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. So the Hoosiers, who were middle of the pack last year, are expected to top out of the Big Ten. And I would not be surprised if Indiana does finish in first place because of Illinois losing key players like Kofi Coburn, Michigan losing some players in the draft as well, Purdue losing Jaden Ivey. Like there, there is a lane for Indiana to take over in the Big Ten. But with all this turnover, I think Penn State it will be better than anticipated as well.
My name is Zach Seiko. Thanks for joining me on another episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Tomorrow, we'll talk about James Franklin's weekly press conference leading up to the game against Michigan, his notable quotes about the Wolverines, and the status of Penn State going into the game. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. That's Locked on Big Ten.